Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. My guest is Bill Macadon, director of golf The Rock in Wading River, New York. Bill is from a family of PGA professionals. His dad was a PGA pro in Massachusetts. Bill worked at Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester, New York under Craig Harmon. And after several teaching positions in Connecticut, he spent 16 years at Port Jefferson Golf Club and then moved further east to the Rock in Wading River. Welcome to Talking Golf, Bill. Good morning, Ann. How are you this morning? Good, good. You know, we haven't really focused much on swing instruction on this show this season, so I thought it may be helpful to have an instructor on. And I know, Bill, your teaching philosophy is really more about developing a swing that works for the individual and really not redesigning a swing, right? Yeah, well, the most important thing that you can focus on is is trying to develop your best swing. So each individual is going to have either some physical limitations or some, you know, ailments in their body, so they're not going to be able to produce the swing that they want to so what we try to do is, is we try to produce a swing that kind of resembles something that they did in a previous sport when they were younger. Right. And, well, before you even do that, it's probably important, I think, when, when selecting an instructor to connect with somebody who kind of takes the time to watch your swing and who actually takes the time to really get to know your athletic background a bit, maybe ask, you know, the students some questions. So... I mean, what would be some of the questions you would ask a golfer before you even look at his or her swing? Well, I think the most important thing that you have to ask them if they have any physical limitations. Um, If they have any physical limitations, you put that information into, you know, your memory bank and kind of just focus on how we're going to get the the best possible swing for what they can do with their body type. You know, each body is going to be a different size. different weights, different physical limitations. So what we're going to try to do is is we're going to try to focus on getting that person to swing the club as freely as we can to to try to get them to bring back some of the sports that they've played when they were younger so it makes it a lot easier for them to develop their fundamentals. Yeah, I mean, a lot of players, you know, come to golf in midlife after a, a lifetime of playing other sports, not golf. I mean, I played a variety of sports. Tennis was my main sport, but you know, other people come from playing baseball or hockey. And maybe can you go through perhaps those three sports and talk about what athletes should think about in making the transition from other sports to, to a golf swing? Yeah, absolutely. So tennis and golf are very similar. You know, they're both going to require you know decent forearm strength, you know, good conditioning, you know, mental strength, and you know, some strategy. 
You know, they both have very similar postures where you're going to get in that athletic stance like you're getting ready for a serve. It's going to be the identical stance that you're going to want to get to when you're getting ready to hit a golf ball. Uh, you know, obviously some of the things that benefit you when you're in tennis is you have excellent core strength that's going to help you with your golf swing. You know, I think the, the thing you can explain to your students when they play tennis when you're trying to introduce them into golf is they both have a backswing and they both have a downswing. You know, the hand should be relaxed and move freely, you know, giving the ability to release the club head, giving you the ability to release the racket. Those are going to be some of the things that I talk about with a tennis player. Um, you know, and then when the club and the racket are taken back with the hands and the arms, you try to stay relaxed so you can keep the club and the racket on the right plane. You know, so these are some of the things that they've done when they've played tennis. It gives them the ability to kind of focus on what they're going to do when they play golf. And I think one of the interesting things that you can kind of teach a tennis player when they're getting used to starting to play golf is, you know, some of the tennis shots that they've hit while they play tennis are some of the same swing thoughts that they're going to make when they play golf. So if someone's going to hit a cut shot in tennis, they're going to hit a cut shot in golf. If someone's going to try to hit a draw in tennis, they're going to try to hit a cross-court shot with their forearms. So basically you can kind of relate those types of similarities when they're playing so that tennis player can kind of feel like they already have that motion in their body and then they don't have to think too much and they can just kind of react because mm-hmm. you know, less tension is going to equal more speed. More speed is going to get you to hit the golf ball further and straighter. So that would be kind of something that I would talk to uh, a tennis player like yourself. You know, I've seen you swing the club. You have excellent rotation. You know, you hit the ball very aggressively. You know, you create the power with your legs. I mean, very, very important for a tennis player to do that. And if you can explain that to them when they're playing golf, they become a better golfer in a much faster period of time. So, but in tennis, you know, you're constantly moving your feet. At least I, I, I do. <laughs> and I had to learn how to stay in golf firmly planted on the ground, but you still have to make, you know, that complete turn to finish a golf swing. And I think that was, you know, the most difficult for me without, you know, you have to make that turn, but you can't move your entire body. Yeah, but you still are rotating your body around like in tennis when you try to hit, hit the, the shot in tennis, you're facing the net and you're turning and facing the net. And if you can explain to that golfer that's played tennis before that the golf swing's going to be very similar where you're going to turn and you're going to face your target and you're going to kind of get that body rotating through and try to plant on your left foot and stay stable. So in tennis, you're going to continuously move, but in golf, you're going to try to post up on that left side and really get the weight on that left side so you can create as much power as you can, you know, without falling off balance. Right, right. What about baseball players? What, what do they bring to a golf swing? What should they think about? Well, the similarities in baseball, I mean, both, both sports you need to load up. You're going to really want to have um, a solid hip rotation. You know, there's going to be a great uh, shifting of the weight. You know, you really want to focus on, you know, the impact needs to be square, you know, either with a golf club or the baseball bat. You know, the follow-through in baseball is very similar to the follow-through in golf. You know, both have nice fluid motions. And then you want to release the, you know, you want to release the club and the bat just like you do in both sports. So this is easy for a baseball player because the hand, hand and eye coordination is excellent. You know, their upper and lower body strength really helps them to hit the golf ball straight and far. You know, they're both generating power from the ground up, which is really important, especially in both sports. You know, they're going to use their legs and their torso to get the bat of the club to swing faster, which is really important. 
Um, the main difference is the plane of the club. You know, obviously you're swinging it at 90 degrees, and you're going to be swinging at 45 with golf. So it, it makes it a little bit harder for the baseball player compared to the hockey player. But they're used to making solid contact with the ball. You know, I think the, uh, the, you know, the question that we always have is, is what's, what's harder to hit, you know, a 90-mile-an-hour fastball or, or a golf ball? Mm-hmm. So for the baseball player, they're finding it much easier to hit the baseball or the, you know, the golfer's finding it much easier to drive the golf ball 300 yards down the fairway. So I think the important thing is, is when you're talking to a baseball player, um, to try to get some of the similarities that they do in baseball when they're trying to learn how to play golf. Um, the only flaw that sometimes some of the baseball players, especially someone that's played at extremely high level, is they like, like to hit the golf ball from the right side. So about 25 years ago, they came up with a system called the stack and tilt system, which allows the baseball player that can transition their weight to the left side at the end of the swing, where they hit from the right side and they can still be an exceptional golfer. So you've got a variety of ways to teach a baseball player the same swing you know, as, as a golfer. Uh, and if they have trouble transitioning weight, then you just use a dis- different system to kind of give them the benefits to hit the golf ball as, you know, the best that they can. You brought up that age-old question, what's more difficult to do, hit a stationary golf ball or a 90-mile-an-hour fastball? What, what about for you, Bill? What, what's more difficult? Well, for me, it would be the fastball, that's for sure. <laughs> I remember reading where uh, the great Sam Snead and Ted Williams once debated that question, and you know, what's more difficult, hitting a stationary golf ball or a 90-mile-an-hour fastball? And Sam Snead told Ted Williams, you don't have to go into the stands and play your foul balls. I do. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, hockey players, you know, a lot. I, I interview a lot of celebrity uh, golfers who come from hockey, and they seem to be the best golfers. Why is that? Is that same swing, different plane kind of thing? Well, I think the easiest thing to think about is, is that, that hockey has that mental toughness, the hand-eye coordination, the flexibility, the posture. You know, they're going to use the lower body to create width and power like you need to do in golf. They're extremely balanced, and they have that release. And they've been taught since they were a young child to, you know, compress the ice like you need to compress the ground when you're hitting a golf ball. So they've been swinging their hockey stick on the plane, similar to a golf swing, for years. So it's a lot easier for them to understand how important it is to catch the bottom of the golf ball. Um, so, you know, the difficult part with golf that's a little bit different than other sports is, is I'm going to ask a player to swing the club anywhere between 50 and 100 miles an hour. I'm going to ask them to be able to hit a penny every single time that they swing the club. And then I'm going to ask them to have that club face perfectly square at that exact point. So that makes it very, very difficult, you know, for a lot of people because they can get that club to strike the penny, but the club face is either opened or closed. And then the further you hit it, the more difficult it is to square that club face up. So the hockey player has a huge advantage over the other sports because they've been compressing the ground and compressing the ice their entire life when they swing the hockey stick the same as a golfer. You know, it, it's much easier for them because it's a natural athletic ability um, you know, and they really understand that it's important to get the hands out in front when they get to impact, just like you do in hockey. So that's kind of, you know, very, very similar. Um, I find that the hockey players probably advance the fastest from all the other sports, you know, because it's so similar, you know. And they're, they're used to shooting um, a puck, you know, you know, as they're moving, 
you know, where when they get stationary, they find it a little bit easier to do so. You know, and then they have a much easier chance to make solid contact. You know, a slap shot's a very similar move to hitting a golf ball. So, you know, they've been doing this for years, and then just getting them to be able to square the, you know, the club face up at impact gives them the ability to probably improve their fastest. Right, right. Well, I think, you know, people who aren't as familiar with golf may think that maybe, you know, take a couple lessons to begin, and, and then there's no more need for instruction. But, you know, the pros are constantly working on their swings. They're every day they're being watched and analyzed and coached by their swing coaches and and they rely on instruction frequently so you can never perfect golf so i guess the point is you know you can't get frustrated and and you know it's a it's really a sport where there's like a lifelong learning curve right well i think that the, the difficult part is is that the body changes so as the body changes we have to modify the swing for that individual you know, obviously, when we're younger, we're more elastic. Um, we can move a little bit freer, you know, and as we get older, you know, what happens is sometimes the muscles tighten up or maybe there's a knee, knee surgery or a hip surgery or a back surgery. So we have to modify the swing for that individual so they continue, can continue to play at a high level. And, you know, the neat thing is about golf is, is you can maintain that competitive spirit that you have, you know, well into your 80s. So you can get out there, you can enjoy your friends, but you can still have that competitive edge that you want to have that when you were younger, when you played all the different sports. You know, but I think the, the important part about taking lessons is, is having someone else's eyes look at your swing. Because sometimes what you feel and what you're actually doing are two different things. You know, most of the time when I'm giving a lesson and I ask the individual, where do you think you're aiming? And they'll tell me, well, I think I'm aiming at the pin, and then I'll hold the club for them and ask them to stand behind and look at it, and they go, I didn't realize I was aiming 25 yards right at the target. So what it is is I think the coaching part of the teaching aspect is really important, where you give the student fundamentals, you continue to coach them, you train them on the golf course so they can play at a high level, and sometimes it's just getting them to play to have fun enjoy their family, spend time with loved ones. So I think it's important to try to, try to blend the, uh, the golf into the competitive side, but then also the enjoyment side and then the family time side. I think it's really important because, you know, we, we're, we're very fortunate where, you know, we can play the sport and, and, till, and you know, well into our later life. And uh, it's fun to spend time with family. It's fun to, fun to spend time with friends. And, you know, I know that I'm going to be playing – for a very long time, so um, there's nothing more enjoyable than getting out with my wife Michelle and my son Jerry and just having a great day, and then also competing against my friends. So you know we'll continue to do that. I, I love that competitive part of it, and you know having a coach that can kind of continue to you know keep your skills sharp so you can enjoy the game. I think that's very important. Absolutely, you just mentioned many reasons why golf is just an incredible sport for the whole family. Uh, before I let you go, tell us about your club, The Rock. Oh, well, the Rock Golf Club, an amazing place. Uh, the Lamangino, Vinay, and Vogel family, they're redefining the private club experience. You know, we're creating an atmosphere here where there's no Tetons required. Uh, you can come out any day, any time, and enjoy this facility. You know, we have really three rules here. You enjoy yourself when you come, you leave the place better than you found it, and you're nice. You know, it's, a spe it's going to be a very special place for a limited few. We're only going to have a membership of about 200. The golf course has unbelievable elevation changes and views that are off the charts. This place is unbelievable. 
Um, we have uh, probably one of the best wildlife environments that we have out here. You know, we pride ourselves in that. You know, I think that the thing is, is that we're trying to create, we're, we're, we're trying to create something special where, you know, it's your own private club experience. When you come out here, there's no tea times, show up any day, any time. You have some family that's in town, there's going to be five or six of you, you want to play together, we let you play as five or six. If someone pulls up behind you and they're playing a little faster, you just let them play through. You know, we're looking to do something a little bit different than most clubs. You know, it's going to be, we're looking to bring back that special feeling, you know, where it's a world-class golf, you're at your own private club, you're going to have an exceptional dining experience, and it's a place where you can call home. You know, I mean, it's a very special place. Uh, Mr. Lamangino and Mr. Vinay have really, really put their hearts and souls into this place. We're about a year and a half into a five-year renovation. Um, we've done a lot of improvements to the facility. We're going to continue to improve the facility, you know, through time. And, you know, the goal here is is that, you know, our magic is going to be in the detail. You know, the Rock is going to be a very special place, and we're very proud of it. Bill, I really appreciate the swing tips. <laughs> and especially for those who come to golf late in life from other sports, uh, very interesting insight. Thanks so much for being on Talking Golf. Uh, really appreciate it. Have a great day. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.